They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings. And this week we have a very special episode because we have some very special perspective on what we're covering. We're talking about the 2018 film. Film. Uh, it's, (laughs) It's a movie. The 2018 movie Strangers Pray at Night. The sequel to the very popular The Strangers, which came out in 2008. And you may be thinking... Well, why are you covering the sequel? Which hey, oh, hey, Gavin, why are we covering the sequel? Uh, because uh, <laughs> why are you covering the sequel instead of the much superior 2008 <laughs> film? That's because we got to do this very cool thing uh, over the weekend that you and I actually went to in uh, Falmouth. Fa- is, is it Falmouth? Fal- I think it's Falmouth. I would say I was saying Falmouth. Yeah, I was saying Falmouth. It's like F-A-L-M-O-U-T-H, but I didn't ask the locals. We (laughs) went to Kentucky is what we're saying. We went to Kentucky, and we actually got to do an on-set cinema experience put on by the Myers House, North Carolina. It's this great event. Brent was nice enough to invite me when his wife, producer wife, was unable to go. Mm-hmm. Due to I don't I don't know like women stuff. She I didn't guess. want to bang in a tent, and you said yes. So. <laughs> I did. I said uh, let's go up into the mountains and be up there stemming the rose, <laughs> like they say yeah. in Brokeback. It was I've never seen that, but I I wish I could quit you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was put on by Onset Cinema, which is a, a guy in North Carolina who built the Michael Myers house. He built that house, and that's his house. That's where he lives, and he'll invite people out. Uh, to where he lives, and he'll show movies on the big screen that I assume we watch The Strangers on uh, at the campground. But, uh, yeah, he lives in the Michael Myers house, and I think he just got the car from It Follows. Yeah. So it seems like he's building some kind of dynasty, but that onset cinema is kind of a thing around at least the U.S. where, you know, you want to go to where they shot The Shining in the hotel. Do you want to stay at the camp where they shot Friday the 13th part whatever? Uh, they do that kind of stuff. So we we went to Kentucky and we watched uh, the strangers pray at night. But we also got to see the sights and the the three actors, the masked actors. Yes, and like 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 you mentioned off mic, you said that you're really looking forward to the Candyman onset experience where we go to the projects of yeah. Chicago to watch Candyman. I think that'll be really fun for everybody. I heard you were looking for some perks, bitch. <laughs> Be like, oh, yes, what? I would love some Percocet. <laughs> uh, yes, this Wrigleyville looks a lot different than I remember. <laughs> I The elf just dropped me off here. Where do I go? I heard you were looking for candy, man, bitch. Yeah. But we did get to go, and this was a big... There was a lot of firsts for me during mm-hmm. this. Even before we get into the movie, which I have opinions on. I believe you yep. do as well. Um, I had never been camping before. Like, I, I'm very, I think we probably mentioned this on the show, many times I'm not an outdoorsy person, I'm an indoor kid, you are somehow an Eagle Scout, not trying to insult you, but if, but you don't. Why would that be an insult? <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying you don't <laughs> look like somebody who would be an Eagle Scout, maybe. I look like an indoor kid, yeah. Yeah, so that that's what I was saying, I was like, you look like shit, so people don't think you're an Eagle Scout. I look like shit because I spent so much time outside. <laughs> yes. Um, but you, so you knew what was going down, but I was like, I don't know how to camp. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do. And a lot of people 
are very terrified of like going camping like myself because they watch so many horror movies. Yet somehow, when you have a camping trip planned around a horror movie, I felt comfort and at home. Yeah, well, and I told you this wasn't going to be real camping because, as as you know, we pulled up to the campsite. There was probably forty to eighty thousand dollars worth of equipment on each side of us. Yes, and across the the little street, it was like essentially those people had a tour bus. So it's like when you see the big trucks with the big campers, and that's all like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff. That's that. That's the camping that we saw. Because I've been camping in like the mountains of New Mexico, where you hang your stuff in the trees. You don't shower because the bears will eat your deodorant-covered body. <laughs> that kind of thing. So that that I I knew what to expect, but I didn't know that you if you knew what we were gonna do. I knew. Well, we also paid to upgrade to like a campsite with electric. Uh, which yeah, I, so we <laughs> could run the fan, baby. Well, it was it was, and I was gonna plug in like the fan and stuff, but I brought that that little uh, charger deal. Mm-hmm. So we we did have a tent. We tent camped, but we got to uh, have the fan going because it was like ninety degrees. Yes. Like, and what was funny though was like to the to the right of us there was like a huge camper up on blocks and they had been there for days. To the left of us mm-hmm. there was like a whole little city of house camping. They had a kitchen set up essentially outdoors. Yeah. So and then we had like our tent that that you got from Meyer so that we could share it together. From, so But the, I did see other people doing the same thing that we did where they tent camped but the, at the electric uh, campsite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but otherwise we would have been in what they called the primitive camping, which just means you sweat your balls off even more. Yeah. And we had a good shade. We, we had a nice shade for our tent as well. So can't complain. Mm-hmm. was a really nice experience. You were a gentle lover in the mm-hmm. night and we really, we really put the, the air mattress to the test where I think it won a JD power award. <laughs> yeah. Because you said in the morning that was a that was great, and I said what was great. <laughs> we, just, we kept it in the woods till the podcast. <laughs> when we can mass disseminate it, be like, yeah, we, we definitely boned in the woods. Because uh, it was it was at uh, Kincaid State Park, is what it is. So if you if you somehow love this movie and want to go see the sights, you could just go and see the sights you don't but the, the thing is there the actors were there which i think was the, the difference maker yes in the weekend but the the other stuff the sights from the movie are kind of unrestricted you could just go see these things yeah um and, and we'll get, get to some of those in a second but what was your experience seeing this movie for the first time do you like do you remember when you watched the strangers pray at night for the first time mm-hmm. yeah i saw it in the theater uh and because i love the strangers so much and then it was, uh, what? when did The Strangers come out? Probably... 2008. 2008, and this came out in, in what year? 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. It was just a, when you see like 10 years after a movie, you get a sequel, and you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. Because it's already, t- if it was like like a like a fresh off the, the, the main movie, usually it could go either way, but I think the longer you wait, the worst the movie could be. That is correct. Yeah, because you don't want. Um, there are there are some exceptions to that. Like uh, we've talked about Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. There's like mm-hmm. 30 years between that. I had no interest in seeing Top Gun Maverick, and then it actually just was absolutely incredible. You've mm-hmm. got 
time between a lot. I know Indiana Jones had 15 years between like the last one and this one. I hear it's fine, but yeah, you, I saw it. it was fine. Yeah, but you kind of have like these diminishing returns, and a lot of times when you have that much time in between, the original director isn't there anymore, the actors aren't there anymore, and that's kind of what happened with The Strangers Pray at Night. Whole new cast, whole new director, mm-hmm. and but is this one that you enjoy? Do you enjoy The Strangers Pray at Night? Yeah, I very much like this movie, and it was a lot due to the setting. Uh, producer wife and I saw it, and we and. We didn't get to see the trailer park portion because I guess that was part of a different, like where they filmed uh, at a different location. But we loved the aspect of it's half trailer park, but it's more like camping mm-hmm. type trailer. Yeah. I love, I just love the setting of this movie. That's what really made me like this movie. Okay, cool. And my first time watching it was the night before we went camping to watch this movie. Yeah, because uh, you, had, you, you hadn't seen it. And you told me when we got there that you you did watch it the night before because I didn't know how it was going to go with, hey, here are all the sights, but you hadn't seen the movie. So you did watch it before. The night I did before. watch it the night before because I was I was debating. I was like, well, maybe I just want to watch it for the first time at the on the mm-hmm. sites. But then the whole day leading up to watching the movie would have not been as cool. Being like, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. Um, so definitely watching it the night before and then watching it again that night was definitely the way to go. Um, I mentioned this, this to you on the trip. But I don't know what it is about this movie. It's it's streaming currently at the time of this recording on Stars through Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, and it just looked like shit. I don't know why it looked so bad, but it looked like grainy and like a VHS copy. So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's Stars through Prime or my internet, which it shouldn't be. But it's just yeah. So we we actually ended, ended up getting like a Blu-ray copy of it to watch. Um, I, I also just I. It, it's streaming on my uh, Vudu account if you have the password. <laughs> I should have asked you. I should have asked you for that. Yeah, I told I told you after the fact. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also on Stars. Side note: not horror at all, but the show uh, called P Valley, which is short for Pussy Valley, <laughs> is uh, it's about a, a strip club in Mississippi. It's two seasons on there. Uh, one of my new. Favorite shows that producer wife and I watched. So if you're looking for something non-horror here on this horror podcast, <laughs> uh, P-Valley is really good. If you're looking for pornography with a plot, this is something that you would very much enjoy. There's no penetration as far as I know. <laughs> and, and I rewounded several times to look for it. That's true. I kept looking. Um, I think this one is fine. I think, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's good and I enjoy it. I think having the, this experience on the campsite visiting the set definitely gives me a fondness for it it but Mm -hmm. i do think it is a little shallow i think there's not a lot to it it's only 86 minutes which is a brisk movie yeah it it, was pretty because you mentioned it and then we watched it that night at the campground and i was like oh this does move fast there's not a lot of uh you kind of know the premise before the movie starts so they have some stuff before they even get to the campground but pretty much this whole movie's at night you know yeah because they pray at night. At night. And it's got a pretty good cast. It's got Christina Hendricks. It's got Martin Henderson. Christina Hendricks, of course, Joan from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. You've got Martin Henderson, who was the director, uh, the, the sleazy director in the movie X. He was also yeah. in The Ring. He's, Wasn't he on Grey's Anatomy, I read? He, I don't he, watch that show, but so I read that he was on there. He was on Grey's Anatomy. He still makes appearances, I think. I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And... 
I so if you want to ever talk about Grey's Anatomy, uh, I'm I am your guy. I have opinions. Uh, that's the spinoff to they're coming to get you is the Grey's Anatomy. And they're coming to revive you. Is they're there. coming to revive you? <laughs> Uh, it's got Bailey Madison, who's like the I would say the main character. Her and her brother. Yeah. Uh, she's in the I don't know I don't really know her that well, but uh, she's in a movie called A Week Away. Just go with it uh, with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, brothers with Jake Gyllenhaal, and so on and so forth. Yes, and then then you have Lewis Pullman, son of Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Pullman, of course, my president from <laughs> Independence Day. Uh, on this day, we celebrate. Uh, yeah, you know, you heard the episode on Independence Day. Mm-hmm. You know, you know where this is going. And then you've got the main killers who were at the onset cinema event: Damien Maffei as the Man in the Mask or Sackhead, if you will. Yeah. Then you've got Emma Bellamy as Dollface and Leah Inslin as Pinup. And meeting them, they were all. So incredibly kind and warm and welcoming, and I really enjoyed getting to know them. And what was cool about this, instead of doing like a convention where you just meet them and then you leave, they were there the whole time to like interact with and talk to, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. Yeah, the, we started off the day uh, with like the, the signing, and you get pictures. So when you the, with admission, you got uh, the campsite, you got the, all the tours and stuff, but everybody got to have something signed. And a picture was with each of the cast members. Yeah. So that was kind of built into it. And then Gavin was nice enough to fork over the cash so that then we could get a uh, in costume picture after that. It is in costume. They were wearing their masks. Yeah. Which I know myself and a few others were a little, a little disappointed that they weren't in full costume for it. Mm-hmm. Because as we learned later, they they did have a photo op with the man in the mask in the pool that we'll talk about in the movie, that incredible pool scene. Um, he was in full costume for that. Pinup was also in full costume to take photos with her where she dies in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a little bit of a bummer. I would have loved to have paid, I would have paid extra to do like a full in costume photo op. And yeah. I think that would have been cool. So it was a little bummer that that wasn't offered, but it was cool to have them all wearing their masks in a photo and having like a group shot. But it would have been cool had they offered a full group photo shoot. I need you to wear a full suit with a mask when it's 95 degrees out. Sweat for me. Listen, if you pay me enough, I will happily do that. Because, I mean, you got people at Disney World or any theme park out there sweating the balls off in mascot costumes for far Mm -hmm. less than our good friends from The Strangers were making (laughs) for for hanging out with us. Both Chip and or Dale are sweating (laughs) their balls off in a a public... They're sweating their nuts off, actually. Ah, oh, look at that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interrupt you to really get that in there. So, In a public domain costume that uh, was sweated in yesterday and will be sweated in tomorrow by different people. <laughs> and then you have the people in New York who are just like knockoffs of them. Be like, well, I'll stab you if you don't give me $5 <laughs> for that picture. Um, prickle me Elmo. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Prickle me Elmo. Why is it called Prickle me? Oh. Oh, he's got a, his penis is out. His penis (laughs) is is out. (laughs) (laughs) Elmo wants you to touch his weenie. If not, give me $10. (laughs) Either way, give me $10. (laughs) But you saw the movie for the first time the night before, and then uh, the next night, you you said it's fine? Yeah, it's fine. After spending the whole day, uh, let, let's kind of get into the movie, and then we'll talk about like how, and I guess how we'll, we'll talk about the movie, and then talk about 
I guess what we learned about the scenes, I guess. This mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit of a different episode because it's not every episode we do where we're like, we went to the place and talked to the actors. Yeah, yeah. And I will have a video. It's, it's not up yet if you're a Patreon subscriber. By the way, patreon.com slash they're coming to get you if you'd like to be a Patreon subscriber where you get all these episodes early and bonus content. Uh, mm-hmm. My video, I shot a bunch of video for it for Gavin Loves Horror, my YouTube channel. It's not up yet. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, it's not there for you yet. But by the time this comes out next Monday for everybody else or Monday, if you're uh, just a regular a regular non-VIP. A normie. Uh, Yes, but it will be up. I, I plan on having that up this weekend. So cool. it should be up so you can like see actual video footage of what we're talking about. But as we go through the movie, we'll kind of talk about the, the beats of the movie. There's not a lot to it. It is only 80 minutes. It's very mm-hmm. like this happens, then a murder happens, then this happens, then a murder happens. But we'll kind of give some like behind-the-scenes stuff and talk about like seeing the, the set in, in mm-hmm. person or whatever. So that's I, I feel like that's how this episode should go and how it's going to be uh, pretty... Uh, Pretty informative. So, 15 minutes in. You know what? Let's just dive right in. <laughs> uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, hit, Click that bell button so you get the notifications. But the crux of the movie is uh, Bailey, uh, Madison, Kinsey, her character's been acting out. So, they're on the way to take her to boarding school. Yeah. Uh, real, and on the real way. Quick print, I just need to do a quick read for HelloFresh. Okay. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Go it's ahead. summertime, and the last thing my family wants to do is prepare meals, <laughs> uh, which is how Chris Jericho always does his live reads. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kinsey's character, they're on the way to take her to boarding school because, uh, as my dad would say, she's been showing her ass. <laughs> You out here? You're not in the good way. Acting a fool. (laughs) Showing your ass. Is there a bad way to show your ass? Because I always thought it'd be (laughs) real good. Uh, But so they they make a pit stop at this campground where their uh, aunt and uncle live, probably uh, you know halfway point or whatever before they get to boarding school, and uh, they're gonna stay the night. But wouldn't you know it? There's some strangers. That walk among us. There's almost like there's some danger presented by these strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, a stranger, stranger danger. A stranger danger, if you will. Which is why when McGruff the crime dog shows up at the mm-hmm. end of this film, you're like, this makes sense. Because he's there to combat yeah. the stranger danger. It's it's not crazy enough that these killers keep getting killed, but then back up. Now we got a dog in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> That talks like a, a 19, what, 40s gangster. <laughs> Take a bite out of crime. Like, Take okay. a bite out of crime, gumshoes. Do you think people remember McGruff anymore? Or do you think it's like getting a too old of a reference? I I don't know if he's still around, but I don't. I tend to not watch commercials. But I feel, I don't know why you couldn't keep McGruff the crime dog alive as an idea, you know? <laughs> An idea? Yeah. You know what? You can kill people, but it's hard to kill an idea. Gather around, children. This is called fentanyl. (laughs) It's very potent. You just want to take a little on your your pinky. (laughs) He teaches them how to do the drugs. (laughs) I always felt... You definitely... It's like that scene in um, Dewey Cox. Where it's like, mm-hmm. you don't want none of this Dickie and McGruff's like, I think I do. I think I do <laughs> yeah. want some of that fentanyl. You don't want no part of this shit, McGruff. <laughs> Who do you lot- think it went in a fight, McGruff or Smokey the Bear? I was going to say, we had a lot of animal mascots. We had Smokey the Bear, McGruff the Crime Dog, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Camel. 
who yeah. who's going to win all of them. He, he's going to fight. Joe Camel's going to beat everybody because he has a switchblade on him. <laughs> that camel carries a, a knife at all. He's probably got one of those boots where you stomp the boot and the knife comes out of the <laughs> end of the boot. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, what up? I'm Joe Camel and I don't give a fuck. I'm something. <laughs> <laughs> It depends on how old the camel is. If he's older, he's probably got a real bad cough. Well, he's got a water. He's he's got water in his hump, so that's good at least. So he's like, need water. Got my hump. Yeah, it's filled with smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smokey the Bear versus McGruff. I don't. We know Smokey has a shovel. But yeah, but I th- assume McGruff has a gun. <laughs> I think McGruff would win. I think he definitely has a gun, like an old nine nineteen forties noir detective. Mm-hmm. Of all the of all the kibbles and bits she walked into, <laughs> she had to walk into mine. About of all the pet smarts she could have walked into. He definitely has a gun and he may or may not have a permit for it, so <laughs> <laughs> he's he he's probably been told one or two many times to turn in his badge and gun. <laughs> and now he's gone rogue because he just can't let the case go. I will say, uh, Smokey the Bear would not be happy with with the fire that happened at the camp. God damn. There was an event where we were doing s'mores with the man in the mask, Damien uh, Maffei, and like they just, everybody's left and left this fire going, and you're like, uh, well. Everybody left, and there's just a fire going, not not in the woods, but, you know, 50 yards away are the woods. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't just let a fire go it's not that's not safe but <laughs> we haven't heard an alert about the forest burning down so i assume it's fine yeah i, I guess i mean it, it burned itself out i'm sure it's rained since then so <laughs> but it, it, well and first off they couldn't even get it lit that was a uh horror fans gathering around trying to start a fire is not the most uh not the most outdoorsy group so they're the no. they, they threw giant logs on and then brent God love him. Got down on his hands and knees and blew the fire. He just on my knees, blowing. <laughs> As he, and then he also started a fire. Yeah, then I started a fire. <laughs> but it was one where you can't just light a fire with logs. You, that they don't just start to catch <laughs> fire. You have to start small. You got to stoke it. Yeah, you got to get down there and you got to blow slow and steady. Oxygen. That's how you get the flames and eye contact. Eye contact, you got to work the shaft, swallow the gravy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anybody at the, on the, who's still in this, listening to this podcast, they're like, are they going to fucking talk about the movie? Or are they just gonna- I think they went gay camping. I don't know what they did, which is fine. It's fine that they did that. No, I mean, I, I ain't got nothing to provide. There ain't nothing yeah. wrong. It's 2023. If they want to go camping like gays, they can. Uh, why do they have to just call it gay camping? Why can't it just be camping? <laughs> Just two buddies hanging out. No, it's gay. <laughs> it was gay camping. It was gay. But uh, from the jump, we get the the aunt and uncle. They uh, they get theirs because the the masked man and was it pinup or in the trailer? Dollface is in the trailer. Dollface. Yeah. And uh, they they get murdered uh, pretty quickly, and and that's how the movie starts. Is you know uh, how the first one we'll reference the first one a little bit, but uh, the thing is because you were home. Yeah, because, Why are they doing it? Because they can. Because they can. They're just out having a good old time. You got, of course, Man the Mask, Dollface, and Pinup. A guy and two girls. Perfect Thrupples costume this Halloween. Nice. Yeah. Just like, that's, I, I feel like it's hard enough to get a girlfriend to begin with. 
But then to also get I maybe two girlfriends who also are into killing people with you, that seems unlikely. True life, I'm in a thruple. True life, I'm in a stranger's theme thruple. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would. <laughs> and then the movie really kicks into gear because all the stuff before is like exposition like, well, what are we going to do? We, she doesn't want to go to boarding school. You've got the brother-sister relationship. But then we got... Dollface, played by Emma Bellamy, absolute sweetheart from Lexington, Kentucky, shows up, knocks on the door, and asks, who's there, Brent? Is Tamra home? And they're like, huh? And they're like, Tia think- and Tama- Tama- Tamra. <laughs> Tia and Tamara Mori. Uh, <laughs> is smart guy home? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, I want to hang with Mr. Cooper. Is he around? <laughs> they, and then he's like, oh, yeah, what up? Like, <laughs> This took a turn. Urkel, Steve Urkel, what are you doing here? What are you, what's going on? Um, And then they're like, no, you have the wrong trailer. And she's like, okay. What's cool about it is she's so shy. That's how I feel like I would be if I'm asking if somebody's there. Be like, is Tamara home? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, bye. Sorry, yeah. But then she comes back a little bit later in the movie. Yeah. And asks again. Like, are you lost? Are you hurt? And like, there's nobody else here. Like, leave us alone. Are you lost? Well, that that was inspired uh, by true events. The let me I po- posted my notes in the wrong thing, but uh, the the writer director that happened when his him and his sister were home alone. Somebody came to the door, asked if so and so was there. Of course, the lady doesn't live there. She go she leaves, but then she comes back and asks again, and it turns out. Um, that that woman was part of a group that was robbing houses in the neighborhoods around there. Oh. So that's enough to, like, put you on edge. Yeah. Because, you know. That's the scariest thing is I – do you have a ring doorbell? Uh, Yes, we do. Okay, we we don't have one, and we're in our basement a lot. So when somebody rings a doorbell, we have to, like, run upstairs to, like, see who Mm -hmm. it is. There is nothing more unsettling either growing up or as an adult as somebody knocking on your door that you are not expecting. It is a very stressful experience. I do not know mm-hmm. why. Maybe it's because of movies like The Strangers. Just the idea of somebody on your porch. And normally it's just like kids selling their magazine subscriptions or whatever to raise money for like, I don't know, they're going to the book fair. Orlando Jordan in the movie uh, Office Space. <laughs> Hello, I am selling magazine subscriptions. <laughs> I used to be a crackhead, but now I am off a of crack and selling magazines of goods. <laughs> but yeah, they're selling whatever. And in the in the the smartphone age or cell phone age in general, you can't just show up to my house. Yeah, you got. You could be my best friend, and I'll look at you through the window and not answer. <laughs> I do that to strangers. I'll be on the couch looking at you. I don't know you. I'm not going to answer. Do you ever do the thing where somebody knocks on the door and then, then you go to hide? Oh, yeah. You hit the deck. <laughs> you hit the deck. You turn all the lights off. Like, I yeah. saw you. I saw you turn the lights off. Be like, not home. Alexa, turn off the lights. They just hear that <laughs> in the house. Turning lights off. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, um, the just the, the f- that f- that's based on a true story, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then you get the girl that she, nobody's home, and then eventually, what they go, uh, the the kids go on a walk, and they find the trailer with the the aunt and uncle, pretty much slaughtered. Yeah, and you got a jump scare with a doggo. Got a doggy mm-hmm. in there. They've got um, 
that they go to the trailer, they see like the hello written on the windows. They, they find the aunt and uncle murdered. They run back to their parents. Like our aunt and uncle are murdered. And immediately these characters decide they're going to split up. And it's like, do not do that. Um, there is, Hey there... Fred and Shaggy. How about we stick together? <laughs> And they they outnumber the strangers four to three, so if they stick together, they have a much better chance at survival. And they're, they they come back to the trailer to find that everybody's phones have been smashed, yeah. which is the most unrealistic thing about this movie is that somebody would leave their phone behind. Yeah, because the the brother and sister they they go out to talk and they're like uh, Christina here like can we just be off the phones for a little bit, guys, for one night? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, I guess we will for plot reasons. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta have a way to get the cell phones out because modern movies anymore is you just have to have a thing that gets cell phones out of the way because Home Alone is over if everybody has cell phones. Yeah, you know? Be like hey Kevin, we're we're coming home. We're gonna send in a policeman. Okay, and but I mean Home Alone is a great movie because it's a young boy standing his fucking ground. Try mm-hmm. that in a small town. <laughs> That would be a good crossover if uh, Kevin Kevin McAllister opens and it's the Strangers. <laughs> Hi, it's Tamara home. <laughs> ah. Buzz your girlfriend Tamara. Woof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the Wet Bandits team up with the Strangers. <laughs> and like the masked man gets his, the top of his mask burnt off like Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Richard frickin' frackin' frickin' frackin' Kids are afraid of the dark and just like the masked man just like stares at him. You're scared of the dark, Marv. <laughs> Is Tamara home? Who? <laughs> Mike Jones. I don't know this Tam abroad, but let's let's take all the fine China. <laughs> uh so that yeah, they find out that they are not alone in the trailer park and uh What's the first reveal of of one of the characters? Do you I, remember? I, I've watched this movie twice in the span of a week, and I'm like, what does happen in this 86-minute movie? Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's all blending together be like, well, I remember we were at the pool, and they were telling us about it, but what happened? Um, mm-hmm. I think the first reveal is Baby Doll um, is in the trailer with Kinsey and Cindy, and she shows up, and she like stabs the knife in the... She stabs the knife. Oh, in yeah, the, yeah. The counter. And then Christina Hendricks, top billing in this movie, gets mm-hmm. killed 30 minutes into it. And it's, it's yeah. very, she, I mean, she lasts longer than Drew Barrymore in Scream. But mm-hmm. still, that is not a long time to be in a movie when you are Christina Hendricks. And she doesn't really go out any way really interesting. It's just like she just gets stabbed a bunch. But she does save her kid. That's her thing, is she's trying to save her kid, but then. She gets got pretty quick, and then you're like, is you you almost want to look around and be like, is that it? Yeah, because like, she's if there's a star in the movie, it's her. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt. Like, is this uh, okay? This is uh, okay. We're doing this. And- yeah, it's an odd. I don't know. It, like, it almost would have been better if it was a a no name actor, because then you're like, oh, they killed Christina Hendricks, yeah. as opposed to they killed so and so. Yes. I just I think she does fine in it, but she's really unremarkable. <laughs> just, but there's like, not there's not a lot there to the role, you know. Yeah, she's just mom who also is kind of cool and is like, mm-hmm. I also used to be an ass. I used to yeah. show my ass as well. <laughs> I too like the Ramones. <laughs> Twenty twenty four hours a day. I want to be sedated. <laughs> Don't be sedated, McGruff. 
<laughs> Only you can prevent sedation. <laughs> Only does. you can prevent neuter being neutered. <laughs> and so the movie moves pretty briskly because then almost immediately after she gets killed, you have Mike, by, played by Martin Henderson, getting chased down by the man in the mask, the good old Mr. Baghead. Mm-hmm. And they drive the most, la- they drive the loudest truck. Like, it is not a stealth vehicle. No, it's it's got some pipes on it. They're not really concerned about being caught. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Let let's that you know, let's take the muffler off. Just <laughs> how how far outside of the campground do you think they put those masks on? You don't <laughs> think they leave Waffle House and immediately put the mask on before they start the truck up, right? First off, they definitely eat at Waffle House before they go. No. <laughs> They they get there and they're like, you know, now that I'm full of a waffle and hash browns and I could watch the man cook my food, I think it's time to go, I think it's time to kill. Let's go murder. I think maybe like a mile out, they're like, all right, time to mask up. They get, they're like that future song, like mask on. I don't, okay. I don't know. That reference is lost on me. Sorry. I guess I'm just cooler than you. I know who rapper future is. I, I know f- who Future is. I just don't know that song. The song is called Mask Off, actually, so I actually said the name wrong, I think. so. I'm... God, you're dumb. You don't know that song? <laughs> Idiot. You like rap music? Name every rapist ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, uh, they're driving around in this loud-ass truck, and, and part of the first movie, the charm is the, is the creeping. Yeah. They're just kind of in the background, but they don't let you know that they're there. That's the chilling part about the movie. And we do get a little bit of that in this movie, but I think it's harder to do when the 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 setting goes from a house to a whole campground. I do the first strangers I think is a better horror movie. Yeah. I think this one is more fun, but I think the first strangers builds more tension. It's much more unsettling. Just that scene of Liv Tyler in the kitchen and you see the man in the mask like come into frame in the background. It was it was the poster. It's a scene everybody remembers. I remember seeing it like they, they showed the movie on campus when I was in college and people just losing their mind and screaming when mm-hmm. there's just like a man in the background freaking out. And I think that it was much more subtle and much more terrifying that this is Kind of a paint by numbers slasher movie with characters who happen to be strangers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the strangers, the characters, the masked people are the same ones from the first movie? I think they are. I know the actors are different, but I yeah. believe that the characters, I'm talking the characters. I think the characters are the same, one hundred percent. Do you? Because I would love to more know more about the lore, but then that's that's the more you know, the less. You want to know, really, so, about the characters? So the strangers remind me, and maybe we have some gamers who listen. What up, my fellow kids who video mm-hmm. game? I, I know you play games as well, but I'm just like, what up? What up, gamers? Um, there's um, a game called Dead by Daylight. It's a very popular mm-hmm. horror game. And there is a character in that game named the Legion. And the Legion is actually four characters, like four high school friends, who decide they want to be killers and mm-hmm. they have like their first kill with um it just like they, they kill somebody at a gas station randomly and there's four like friends who do it and they wear masks and they're very strangers-esque so i think it's probably gonna be something similar where were they like met in high school or on the internet and they're like basically the strangers are i would consider them thrill killers 
Mm-hmm. I remember like in the 90s and the early 2000s, there was a lot of like specials on like thrill killers, just teenagers who would go out and kill random people just for the thrill of it. I think, I think str- even Scream kind of was that. There's elements of that. Yes. Before Scream the movie started. Yeah, I think so. So I think the strangers are definitely what you would call like a thrill killer group. Yeah. They're they're doing it because they can. Yeah. Do you think the strangers hook up? Oh, I think, think so. They all bang each other? I think so. I think you would I you I mean, yeah, the it's it's a very powerful aphrodisiac. You're sharing this very intimate experience of murdering a family and you you got to get your rocks off. Uh, but you gotta, the, gotta get your thing wet, you know. <laughs> but the real question is, do they leave the masks on or take them off? Probably start with them on, but then, depending on if it's summertime, they probably take them off because <laughs> they get hot. <laughs> do you and, think the guy ever wears the pinup mask, and the girl will wear the bag mask? Be like tonight. I want to tonight. I want to mix things up a little bit. <laughs> now, how come you guys always make me wear the bag mask? <laughs> No reason. <laughs> I want to be pinned up tonight. No, you you got to put the bag on. No, I'm 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 almost there. Keep the bag on. Keep the bag <laughs> what on. If, what if they What if they find the bag? I'm trying to tell you put a paper bag over the bag. They're like, <laughs> this will make you look real scary. Are you sure? Yeah. I can't. I think I can't breathe anymore. That's that old joke of she's a double bagger. One for me, <laughs> one for her. In case hers falls off. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they are definitely hooking up. Uh, cool, nice, nice. Good for him, and good for hey. her, and good for her. Yeah, you know what? Love comes in all shapes and sizes. So, long as no. as long as they murder and it's consensual sex, that's fine <laughs> with me. Uh, you have the scene with uh, with the man, in the mask, and Mike. He's kind of chasing him, or you've got Mike and Luke driving away. Man, the mask like jumps out, throws thing at their car, and they end up crashing into the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then Mike, the other big name in this thing, Mister Gray's Anatomy, Mister the Ring, and Mister X Director, he gets like impaled by a fence post and like slowly starts to die. You've got a great scene where the man, the mask, like slowly approaches, and I just. Martin Henderson is doing so much in this scene that it's almost too much. Where he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "No, just, just, just stop this. Whatever, just stop this." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, "This is a, this is a lot. We're really dragging this out." Well, they. Uh, I read that 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 scene took four hours to shoot because they wanted to shoot it from the back of the van, two angles from the sides and the front, two angles and stuff. So, to maintain that kind of energy of dying. Mm-hmm. And if you're like an actor that really channels sadness and death and all mm-hmm. that, it's like it got to be exhausting at the end of that four hours. Yeah, because you just got to be on. And like some people go really method. Like I know Daniel Day Lewis is like, you'll call me President Lincoln on the yeah. thing. I'm not doing that. Like, I want you to kill me for real. <laughs> I'm going to see a show at the Ford Theater. <laughs> Whatever happens will happen. Four score. <laughs> He's winking at the guy playing John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> really, really put me in the scene. <laughs> well, that that was uh, inter- one of the things that Damien, the masked man, said was that there's a scene, I think, where he stabs the dad, right? And yeah. It's uh, an ice pick that's retractable. Yes. But he said one of the times, of course, it didn't retract. Yeah. And you, he could just hear the dad be like, oh, God. Like for real, but yeah. I mean, you don't really have to act if it's happening, you know. Like, 
Yeah. There's not much breaking character in it unless you're like, oh, God damn it. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like uh, William Freakin' Weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. shooting the gun off on the set of The Exorcist. Like, this will get you know them all real. Yeah. You know. You know how demons use guns. That makes sense. <laughs> it's like, you know you know how directors abuse their actors. But it was a different time. It's a different time again, back then. Again, Shelley Duvall. Do it again. <laughs> I, yeah. I think the ice pick kill is very brutal because he's like just slowly does it. Uh, stabs him in the neck and then like pulls it out, and that's kind of it for Martin Henderson. Yeah. Now there's a, there's some knife kills in here too, but d- are you the same as me when you think like an ice pick seems more painful and brutal than a knife? I think so because if you're getting ice picked, you're always getting ice picked in the head. Like you can get stabbed in the chest, you can get mm-hmm. stabbed in the stomach or whatever, but an ice pick is always going in like your ear or your eye or your forehead or the side of your temple. You're your, never your urethra. Getting, your urethra. My urethra. Your urethra. <laughs> My urethra Franklin. It's just all over the place. R e s p e c t. It's just you're getting stabbed in on your head somewhere with an ice pick, which just seems so brutal. And a lot of movies will do like really slow, where you're just mm-hmm. like, "This is really going. This is taking a a, a minute." And this, I hate all of it. Makes me cringe. Yeah, it makes me cringe for sure. But that the that's a great scene when the masked man gets in the van, and uh, he turns the '80s music on. Of course, when they shot it, they didn't know what song was going to be playing, and now I can't think of what song it was. But it's really fitting for the scene. But the the first movie and the second movie, it's like you can't knock the soundtracks. The the soundtracks great. The soundtracks are very well put together. And I think that's what what does make this movie more enjoyable for me is the memorable music choices they do. Mm-hmm. All the '80s songs. There's a really great one during the pool scene, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah, but it's very '80s. It's very synth. It, it feels like, and I think that was mostly a way to like throw back to like '80s slashers. Yeah, which I enjoy. Yeah, so we get we get uh, the dad dies and he he caught a something in a chest, so he was going to die anyway. But yeah. the son runs off to find Bailey, and they find each other. I think she's in a trailer, maybe. Yes, yeah, and they they find each other, and then they separate again. And then mm-hmm. you have uh, Pinup who has a fight um, with. Uh, with Luke, the the character, we we do need to talk about the general store, which is a huge part yeah. of the onset cinema we went to because most of everything we did was either near or in the general store, in the general area of the general store. Yeah, the store's general store area, mm-hmm. and it was I liked it. it. It's a cool little general store. It was nice being able to see it. Unfortunately, like a lot of people were telling Kenny, who runs the Myers House NC said that they had like moved the counter from where it was in the movie and they no longer had like the cool slush puppy machine with the actual slush puppy on the top of uh, mm-hmm. like spinning around which was a bummer but you and I did enjoy a nice slush puppy and uh, you know it's good it's good it was hot we earned it we did earn uh, it was yeah that when you would walk in if you, you've seen the movie recently or whatever you walk in and to the the immediate left is the counter but that's not the case anymore it's like to the to your like forward and to the right 
and uh, they had all the stuff that you would have at a campground. Uh, $8 marshmallows. <laughs> I don't know how much the marshmallows were, but it's like uh, it's like concession stands at a baseball game. You can't go anywhere else, Yeah. so we're going to be able to charge you whatever we want. At one point, you looked over, you're like, that detergent is $4. They got this for a dollar at the Dollar Tree. That it, is- really, it really was like, I I get shit like that at Dollar Tree, and I know it's a dollar twenty five, and they're charging $4 for it, but... If you don't want to leave camp, what are you going to do? If you need an air mattress, $400. <laughs> and the, the girl running uh, the 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 counter there was a horror fan. And we we're like, so where are you from? She's like, I live here. And she's <laughs> like, I went to whatever con it was. But we were like, we found the one spooky girl in Foulmouth, Kentucky. Yeah, who happens that's to like, like just happens to work in the counter of the onset cinema event. And she was like, "Do you think they'll let me take a photo?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure they'll let you take a photo because you have to work here." Yeah, yeah. Um, but so that was fun. Uh, the general store was cool. That's where a lot of the stuff was where they did the signing and thing. It was just cool to like see, be like, "This is where Christina Hendricks stood." I've mm-hmm. stood where Joan from Mad Men has stood. And uh, I then I touch where her feet were, and I was like, oh, yeah. I could still smell her feet <laughs> eight years later. Eight I've, years. I've, from watching the movie and then being in the, the, the store, I would have guessed that the, the store was much bigger based on what I saw in the movie. Yeah. It goes to show you with like what certain camera angles they can do work that movie magic and then you get in you're like oh this isn't that big that's how i felt when i went to vegas and went to the pawn stars pawn shop yeah, everybody says it's, it's tiny it's it's it, it is a shotgun little place like mm-hmm. you that you show it there and you're like man look at how much room there is and god mm-hmm. there's rick and chumley and big hoss or whatever it is god and- damn it rick i told you not <laughs> to buy those civil war coins <laughs> My favorite's the old man, his dad. <laughs> yeah, old man. And then you walk in, you're like, this is just a pawn shop. Like, I, we went there back in 2022. We walk in, and we're like, this is just a fucking pawn shop. Like, there's, yeah. a, like, where is your, where's your Civil War muskets? And they're like, do you want Funko Pops and anime statues? Because <laughs> we got those. We got Abraham Lincoln's wooden leg. <laughs> $1,500. <laughs> but yeah, it was much smaller than I than I thought it would. And one thing that we also learned is that in the movie, uh, you have the you get the fight between Pinup and Luke uh, that goes to the pool. Also, Pinup is not in this movie as much. Apparently, as we were talking to Leah Inslin, who plays Pinup, a lot of her scenes got cut because mm-hmm. they said she looked too muscular. And I was like, I saw her and I was like, this is a petite woman. Like, was she just like... Maybe was- she was more... Uh, muscular back then because she was what she said was she was supposed to be the stunt double for the the actual pinup girl but she when she would put the mask on she'd get claustrophobic in a mask so then she got to do the scenes yes so a lot of her stuff got cut because the other person did drop out so pinup if you're a pinup fan you're kind of disappointed in her uh, not her performance, but just how little she's in the movie. Because she yeah. shows up, she fights a little bit. She has that cool jump scare in the tunnels where she's like, "But we're just getting started," mm-hmm. which was cool. But she kind of she's the first stranger to get killed. Luke stabs her on the on the beach here, on like the pool area. But yeah. in the movie, the the pool is attached to the general store. Like they go out the back and they're at the pool. But mm-hmm. that's movie magic. The pool is actually much further away from the general store like two parking lots away and i will say interesting fact i was 
Uh, I was in Avengers Endgame, but I got cut for being too ripped. <laughs> so. The the Hulk had to be CGI'd because they're like, we need somebody who's less ripped yeah. for this. Can we get somebody less vascular? Because <laughs> this man's a scene stealer over here. God, just look how he, he's just really oozing machismo. <laughs> Oozing something. I think he's on the on the juice. He's on the gas. <laughs> Put your dick on the gas. <laughs> uh, uh, but th- then, so they that next scene from the general store or whatever it is to the pool. I would say the highlight of the movie is that pool scene. The pool scene makes even people who hate this movie, and there are a lot of detractors who think this movie is a piece of shit and is like a lame cash, and because it does take away so much of the atmosphere and spookiness of the original Strangers. But even people who hate this movie are like. But that pool scene's pretty fucking cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it, it is definitely the best scene in the movie. After Luke kills Pinup, the man in the mask shows up with a fucking axe and just starts swinging at the pool. And you've got, uh, what? Oh, what is this song? Uh, Turn around. Right. Isn't it, uh, Bonnie, is it, it's Bonnie Tyler, is it totally? Right? It's totally Clips of the Heart? Yeah. Yeah, Total Clips of the Heart is playing. You've got the neon trees, not the band neon trees, but actual like neon. <laughs> That'd be weird if they were there. Fake uh, plastic trees, not the song from Radiohead. But, uh, <laughs> that the way they make it look in the movie was the reason that I, uh, producer wife and I, wanted to go do this trip. Was it looks very mid-century modern, and that's how we've done our house. That's what our house is, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, none of the trees or anything were at the pool but i'm like oh man i love i love a neon in the middle of the night it just looks great you know yeah you got and what's cool what you don't see in the movie is they shoot it basically from one side and Mm -hmm. because on the other side there is just a lake it is the kincaid lake of kincaid lake state park Mm -hmm. yeah the the even uh the was it pinup girl or whoever it was said i didn't even know there was a lake here because we shot only at night you couldn't even tell yeah but she went back during the day and like oh there's a whole lake right there so it was cool to see it i know that they did you weren't there for it but they did uh in the pool photos with the man in the mask mm-hmm. uh, with a photo op i kind of regret not doing that photo op because it is very cool i did get to be in a group photo though but i didn't know if i wanted to like be in my swim trunks in a in a photo op uh, yeah, I probably should have at, at the end of the day. Uh, it just makes for a cool thing, and it was it was a highlight for a lot of people that photo op. Yeah, because he's in the, he's in the full getup, which he could have been during the mat the the other picture, but now they saved it for the pool. <laughs> um, and that, that I saw some pictures where somebody was doing the dead man float. Yeah, or didn't so, somebody mentioned getting baptized in the pool? People by got the baptized. Man. Some. Uh, one of our friends who we met, one of our new new friends who we met there, Luis, he got his nipples pinched by the man in the mask. Nice. So I thought that was now I'm regretting cr- not, not being there. <laughs> uh, yeah, just getting your nipples pinched a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool experience. And all these actors, I want to keep reading, they were so down for everything and just like talking to the fans. Mm-hmm. And this was a really good group of horror fans. Like not once was I cringing around these other people. because um, Actually... In yeah. scene four number in four dash thirty seven, the continuity was out of. But you never know when you get around other people in your fandom. You're like, I am a normal adult man. I know what I like. I'm respectful to everybody. But sometimes you're like, oh no, it is 
Ooh. Don't touch that person in that way. Because yeah. I had some, I've been to enough Comic Cons and stuff where people ask Power Rangers very deeply personal questions. And I was like, please. Y'all don't fuck ask. in the costumes? <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened if the Megazord got an erection? Would you, <laughs> you have to make it put a cup over it? Uh, if the Dragon Zord put his tail in between his legs, do you think that'd look like an erection? <laughs> oh, it's he's rising. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing like fans or something to really make you hate something. Yeah, go like, go on any Facebook group of anything that you like and just read about four posts and see the the asshole uh, comments just come out of the woodwork. You're like, oh, do you like Rick and Morty? Don't fucking tell anybody. Keep that <laughs> shit to yourself. <laughs> Hey, I'm an incel. <laughs> That's not true. I'm actually right now. Somebody's turning off the podcast. How dare they? I'm actually a. I'm actually Rick. You have to have a very high IQ to enjoy this show. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking Jerry. Like we know how you. <laughs> but that yeah, the pool scene I would say is the highlight of the movie, uh, and. Like the thing that if that scene wasn't in there, it just it wouldn't be as good. But that it's not it's not that the movie needed saving, but this that scene makes the difference in this movie. Like I said, people who hate this movie admit like the pool scene's pretty fucking cool. Like we, yeah, like, I think it, it definitely stands out as an iconic scene too because the rest of the movie is very, very by the numbers kind of ho hum. But that pool scene takes it to the next level where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I recognize it being cool and being there and seeing the pool or whatever. And I realized after I got home, I was like, I didn't take a fucking picture with myself with the pool. I got pictures of it and like in my video and stuff. But it's like mm-hmm. I didn't take a photo with the pool or the general store or any of these. Yeah. I mean, but they're not that far if I ever want to go there again. So it's not a huge yeah. deal. Um. Yeah. So there, there's the big showdown because uh, was it pinup girl? Yeah. Uh, gets killed there. Mm-hmm. And then the masked man comes out, and he he told the story of yeah, uh, Lewis Pullman. Luke had a uh, the blood pack on his back, and he just couldn't get it to pop. Yeah. And then that the blood has to fill, the, you know, the cloud of water. And then he was like, "All right, we got to do it again." So they had all the crew go in and fan the blood out, essentially <laughs> in the water. I was like, I figured there'd be a more technical way to get rid of the blood. But the, he was just like, yeah, they were just pushing it aside, so it didn't, it wasn't all clumped together. <laughs> Which I, they're like, gotta put it in the filter. It's cool because we we all think about these movie experiences as like these huge productions, but it's like, no, we just have the cameraman be like, well, yep, just move it over there. We just gotta, <laughs> yeah. we gotta put it over there now. <laughs> Goddamn Michael Myers! <laughs> Michael Myers, the poor fucker, waving that water away. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, so we get uh, uh, Bailey comes and, and pulls Luke out of the Kinsey pulls Luke out of the pool, and then he uh, gets left at a location, and then she's trying to find. Oh, uh, so somebody pulls by uh, a passerby, and then they get got right. I, I, Is yeah, that I, what happens? Yeah, I will say uh, Kinsey pulls Luke out and just leaves him and like doesn't patch him up at all. Like, oh, you you seem to be wounded pretty bad. All right, see you. Peace. Bye. Yeah. You'd be all right. I got you out the pool, though, right? You got the pool? <laughs> Put me back in. It was Put, better in there. <laughs> the chlorine was cleaning it. It was much better. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Kinsey runs into the street and is uh, thinks he's going to be hit by the strangers. It's actually a police officer who immediately gets killed by baby doll. And, mm-hmm. like, she saw her coming up. Like, be like, hey, what's up, bro? Behind you. Like, she was in the periphery. 
if you will. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he, and then he got got. And then Baby Doll gets killed. And with a shotgun. With a shotgun blast uh, to the chest. You had that scene earlier in the in one of the trailers where Mike and Luke find a gun. And mm-hmm. they actually corner Baby Doll. And Luke's about to shoot her, but he can't pull the trigger. He can't get he can't get it done. And yeah. she's like, "What are you gonna do? Shoot me?" And then he's like, Bleh, and then he runs away. But then Kinsey has no problem shooting a bitch. No. Well, at that point, I wouldn't either. I've I've seen enough horror movies that I I'd probably shoot somebody and be like, "I'm just the mailman." <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad, dog. I Why are you, you out of here right Tamara's now? Tamara's home. <laughs> <laughs> I have a package for Tamara. Oh, nope, get the gun. Get the gun. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Alexa, think my driver. Driver <laughs> is dead. <laughs> uh, send some flowers to my driver's <laughs> funeral. <laughs> but then you have the best line, and this is what I actually had uh, Emma uh, Bellamy sign on my poster, is uh, Kinsey goes, why are you doing this? And she goes, why not? Which mm-hmm. isn't quite the level of because you were home, but it's mm-hmm. still pretty good. And then she just... Blaster with the shoddy. That's the the scene that I hate the most in this movie is that she lifts the mask up and you can actually see what she looks like. I don't want to see what the mask people look like. Um, you know we just met all of them and you know what they look like now. Yeah, but under that mask they could have prosthetics. They could look. They could be doing blackface under that mask. <laughs> <laughs> what if she took the mask off and she was just in full Klingon makeup? Just yeah. <laughs> And you, you do the little salute thing. Uh, uh, I would like everybody. Yeah. I'd like everybody to know that you just made the Vulcan hand signal when I referred to Klingons. So, oh, what hand signal am I making now? <laughs> uh, he's making the wank and toss hand signal <laughs> where he is jerking it and uh, tossing it aside. Which we'll talk about uh, when we cover Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> A little, a little bit of wank and toss. Uh, spoiler, Signs of the Lamp will be an episode we do uh, this season. because I that smell your cunt. <laughs> uh, which is actually one of our Patreon subscriber voted episodes. So yeah. so just a little bit of a the, tease. Uh, but yeah, so that's the I hated that scene the most in this movie is when you see her face. How I don't d- want to see the face. She's got a nice face. She's not a double bagger, I'll say that. No, but... <laughs> For the movie's sake, That's I did not want to see... That's the highest compliment you give a woman, actually. Hey, hey, sweetheart, you ain't no double bag, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be wearing a bag. <laughs> but she does get shot at. Why does it bother you so much? I just would rather not know the the identity. That, that humanizes them when you see the face. Because mm. in my head... This uh, this whole strangers group is like a syndicate of people across the country. That this is like a hobby they do. Yes. And that those are the masks they just so happen to wear. Oh, that'd be okay. I like what you're. I like where you're like going here. Like the purge, kind of half purge. Yeah. But, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those purges are pretty cool, I guess. But good. <laughs> All disrespect to the pur- no. <laughs> Put some respect on the purge. <laughs> Blessed be our founding fathers or whatever. Um, and then you have the big showdown. You've got the man in the mask versus Kinsey. He's in his vehicle. He's ramming the back of the other car. And you've got a you got a you got yourself a big old explosion, which I yeah. which I think is great for horror movies. I think horror movies need more explosions of cars. 
And then the truck is still on fire. He seems to be on fire, and he keeps going. He just can't, he can't put him down. Her. Can't keep a good guy down. It's and it's like uh, yeah, I know it's far fetched and cliche to just have the guy keep coming back, but I do like this final sequence of of the truck driving after her, and then the truck dies, and he is is coming out, and then he falls or whatever. So, um, so the main yeah. the main criticism I see of this scene on the good old internet and the IMDb uh, in the reviews and stuff is that why is he slowly chasing her with a truck? I know you you can rationalize that he wants the kill by his own hand. He wants mm-hmm. to ask her a question, <laughs> but he could just she's wounded at this point. She's been stabbed in the leg. She's hobbling. He could just like do twenty. Uh, just, uh, just, grr, and just, and just run over her, and then drive off over the bridge and be gone. I mean, he he did wreck the truck like three or four times, and now it's on fire. I think the truck is dying. I I feel like though he could gun it one time and get a real good, just really put it up her butt. But also, I, then there's no fun in that. You're right. You're right. I'm just I'm just trying to think of this like a logical human being. If I'm a, if I'm a sack man. And I'm burning to death. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna do anything I can to run him down. I'm a sack man. Be do because you are home. Be But then he had that cool scene where he does stop the truck and like gets out. He's all burnt. He's got the axe, and then he's kind of he pulls that big old piece of glass out and then collapses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that whole sequence I'm a fan of. I think it's a cool sequence too. I think it's a fun sequence. Um, it definitely does subvert expectations of him. Like he's gonna swing or she's gonna do something, but he's like, "Nope, I'm dead." Or mm-hmm. is he? Because they get she gets picked up by what a, a truck, uh, a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's right. I forgot about that. So he falls down. She gets picked up. There's a lot of references and like little Easter eggs. Everybody, if you're a woman in a horror movie and you get picked up in the back of a truck, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre homage. Yep. Every time. And then he comes back, he's swinging the axe. Uh, once again, he's doing that thing where he's sneaking up on somebody when, because <laughs> you got the wife, uh, you got the mother and the son in the car with like the, the little league team. And they're like, are you okay? What? There's somebody behind you. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you can see him for like a mile probably. <laughs> yeah. It's, but again, if, if, if you just saw him, then they would drive away. Yes. I, movie kn- magic. I, I know. I know. I just think it's funny how these strangers are doing the least amount of stealth, but they keep popping up and jump scaring everybody. Same as a zombie. Nothing mm-hmm. louder and moves slower than a zombie. But you do have a nice axe versus baseball bat fight there in the back of the truck, and she manages to hit the man in the mask in the head with a baseball bat, which is a callback to, to the earlier movie where her and her brother are talking about how bad she is at baseball. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really... I don't know if that means she's good at baseball, but she can't swing it at a man's head and connect. Yeah, if you can't, you know, that's like even less hard than t-ball yeah because t-ball is much smaller but this man has a bag on his head he's giving you a big target to hit so she hit out of the park Uh, then we cut to the hospital and i think uh it's luke in the hospital and she's there in the chair and then we hear a noise i think a noise a noise because the, the damien said that they did cut an ending to the movie where he comes and kills a doctor and all that stuff Yes. So, and there there were other scenes too, like one where he kept referencing the pissing scene, <laughs> where he was pissing and and Kinsey is like under a truck or something, but he's just he's there pissing. Yeah. So he kept bringing that. He's like that. You know, they didn't do the piss scene. You know? 
which which I felt the movie really was lacking a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like, why, why, why didn't you let him pee? Let him pee. Yeah. I, like, I need some. Give me some piss. Give me <laughs> Just a little piss, a little piss, you know. <laughs> uh, but then you have the ending where they're in the hospital and they she hears like a jack in the box, which was referenced earlier. And then you hear mm-hmm. a a knock on the door, mm-hmm. and then that's where we fade to black. Turn around right now. Overall, I think it's a fine movie. I think mm-hmm. it is fun. It will now hold a very special place in my heart because I got to go to the. I got. I got to hang out with you. We got to go mm-hmm. camping, be on the location, and I think it's fine. It. I definitely think if I just like watched it and did not go to, to the set and like mm-hmm. see all the sites, I'd be like, eh, it's whatever. But it is a very fun movie. Me and the cast was so nice. They were all so sweet and just. It's. It really was a incredibly unique experience that you do not get. Every day in any fandom, really, unless yeah. you're like a Make a Wish kid and you meet John Cena, which I hear is magical. <laughs> I can't see him. <laughs> He's here. Uh, I will say the scariest part of the whole weekend was when we went to the car right before the movie started, and we came back, and there were a bunch of flashlights shining in the parking lot, and there was a big black snake in the parking lot. So then the whole movie, I'm looking to my left to see, is the snake coming back? Because it was on his way out. <laughs> and some people, like, the snake was on its way, and then somebody's like, I'm going to touch it. And like, what the fuck? It's, it's leaving. Yeah, everybody's like, leave it alone. Like, what do, what do you hope to achieve by grabbing <laughs> this thing by its tail? Like, I pulled out my flute and everything. Like, But there's nothing very, there's nothing more unsettling than knowing that there's just a snake in the parking lot. There's a snake in my boots and a snake in the parking lot. But uh, overall, Gavin, what? Go ahead. I I, I like this movie. I like I like the weekend. Uh, I like this movie more than you do. So I think that's fair. I do like it though, and it will always, like I said, it has a sentimental value to me now. Mm-hmm. So even though it may not be the best strangers movie, it may not be the best slasher movie. It is a pretty inoffensive eighty-six minutes where you can just watch it. Put it on. Have a good time. You know what you're getting. It's not reinventing the wheel. But, you know, it doesn't have to. No. Um, so what was your oh shit moment? Uh, oh shit moment is probably going to be just the whole pool sequence. It's so cool. It's so well shot. The music, mm-hmm. it really makes it. So that is my oh shit moment. That is my oh shit moment as well. Uh, best kill? Uh, best kill. There's not a lot to choose from, but I think the ice pick in the truck is probably going to be the best kill. Because everything else is like just stabbing Christina Hendricks in her in in, in her booty, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best kill. We're in agreement. And finally, is this movie scary? Um, no, I don't think it's very. I, I don't. Th- I think the first Strangers is scary. This one is not. Yeah, I'd be on the fence. If somebody said it's not scary, like you just did, I wouldn't disagree. Good. Uh, but also, I forgot to ask, uh, if you like this movie, what should people check out? Um, I think The First Strangers is really good. Yeah. I think uh, the movie Funny Games, which I have not seen, but I know mm-hmm. this movie is heavily inspired by. Um, Funny Games I wanted to check out. And then, oh, what is the other one? Uh, Hush. Hush is really good. And then uh, Last House on the Left is also kind of like a home invasion movie as well. I would say Your Next Mm, mm. Uh, that movie, uh, even Halloween, if you somehow have never seen that movie, <laughs> uh, Strangers, the first one, and there was one that I just thought of, but now I can't. Oh, it, it would be Hush. 
is a, another home invasion movie. So. Yeah, and that's by uh, Mike Flanagan, who did mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. So that that's this episode, Gavin. What are we watching next week? We are watching next week in honor of our in honor of its twentieth anniversary, if you can believe it or not. Turning twenty years old this year, we are watching the throwdown between two of horror's heavyweights. We're watching Freddy versus Jason. Bitch. So uh, thanks for being on on the show here, and as always, they're coming to get you. Barbara! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 